Off the ball's the best, number one. It's the GOAT of sports apps. Talk about the greatest of all time. Big Joe's the greatest of all time. He's the GOAT. We know it. <laughs> I, I'm going to say right. I'm the Djokovic of this scenario. <laughs> I love it. Love it. Download the OTB sports app now. Chicago's Northwestern Wildcats, as you'll be aware if you've been watching uh, OTB over the last few months, are going to take on the Nebraska Cornhuskers in the Erlingus College Football Classic. It's the Aviva Stadium. It's Saturday, 27th of August. Hospitality package is available now. You just head along to collegefootballireland.com. Janner tickets are going on sale in March. And as part of that, I am delighted to say that the Northwestern uh, football uh, head football coach, Pat Fitzgerald, joins us in studio. Morning to you. A coach, I think, is the official. Oh, is that, is that the way? It's unusual for an Irish person to be to give to go with that moniker but I think that's the exception. Yeah, I guess technically I've been called a lot worse. So <laughs> I'll, I'll take whatever I get called, but it's it's great to be on with you this morning. I, I know having spoken to the guys Brendan and the guys who were organising uh, behind the scenes about when the name Pat Fitzgerald came on the scene before we had any sort of recognition of you know what you were about and you're a very big deal in terms of American football in, in the US uh, but the name Pat Fitzgerald everybody was like well this guy <laughs> oh, he's one of our own <laughs> yeah right it was great uh, we had a wonderful day yesterday my wife Stacy and I were able to go to Epic and really find uh, amazing stories and amazing background on my family's heritage and uh I can't thank the folks enough uh, for the work they put in. Uh, that started the day, and the day ended with uh, going out to see my cousin and his family in Nerny. So it, wow. it was an emotional day. It was uh, a historic day for me to learn a lot about uh, my Irish roots and heritage, and then to be able to put uh, the human touch to it and, and sit in uh, the kitchen and, and, and meet with family uh, was was really surreal. That is class. So your your Kildare is the connection. Is it both your grandparents or what was the what could you figure? Yeah, out? both my grandparents uh, were born uh, here in Ireland, and they basically at Epic went through the information they had from the United States and started to track it back. Okay. Uh, and, and what we learned yesterday was 1901 census was really the last census in, in Ireland that there is really concrete information on where people were born, uh, where they lived. And, uh, you know, my, my the Fitzgerald side's obviously from the West mm. uh, and, and found out kind of exactly where they believe that my, my grandfather was born and where he, where he lived, found out they were far, they're farmers and uh, the, there was some information, not as much. And then uh, the Marin's family uh, down in Nurney, uh, there was quite a bit of information. That's my grandmother. Uh, and uh, sadly, my grandfather Fitzgerald, I did not know, passed away before I was born. But my my grandmother, I knew very, very well and wow. uh, very close with her. And uh, she's uh, obviously since passed. But uh, uh, to see uh, all the, the information, it was... Again, you, you fly in, at, you land at 5.30 local, and, and this is one of the first things you do. It was incredible. it was really incredible. So they're first cousins? Uh, uh, first cousins to my dad. So it okay. would be my second, second cousins. Cousin, yeah. Yep. And, um, uh, you know, just great, great conversation. It was... Uh, and then for for uh, for me to get to know them a little bit was fabulous yesterday. Uh, but they're, they're able to watch our team... Uh, you know, on, on social media, online, and then sometimes, as they, they told me yesterday, they called it the telly. You know, yeah, in the yeah, States, yeah. we call it the television. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it was it was, it was was great. It was just a fabulous day. And w- so were you knocking on the door going, hey, <laughs> I'm your cousin? Yeah, was no, it like- you know, uh, Sil reached out to me uh, on, on so my cousin on, on social media uh, mm-hmm. a couple of years okay. back and said, hey, I'm your cousin in Ireland. Uh-huh. Really? You're like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, no, yeah, no. Yeah. I, I reached out to some of them. Here's another family. one. Yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, we were able to connect the dots. Wow. And um, 
we we've communicated back and forth uh, through that, and then through everybody with uh, with the game, we're able to get me connected. And uh, Jimmy, our driver, drove Stacy, my wife, and I out there. It was it was it was amazing. Um, let's give people a bit of a sense of who you are. I mentioned I've been mentioning all morning this guy's kind of a big deal, and uh, it, that's very much the case. You're a college football hall, hall of famer. You spent a brief spell with the Dallas Cowboys. You've been at the same role with the Wildcats for over 15 years now. Give us a bit of a sense of what that role is. Yeah, well, as a head football coach, you know I'm in the leadership role that oversees uh, you know our football program, uh, and uh, when you think about American college football. Uh, it's second most watched in, uh, in, in second most popular sport in the United States behind the National Football League, the NFL. So we, we've passed up the NBA basketball. We've passed up Major League Baseball as an entity uh, as far as college football and, and college athletics. So uh, until most recently, a, a, an amateur sport completely. Uh, the coaches, we get we get salaried in contracts, but the, but the athletes are in college. They're in school, uh, you know, aptly named student athletes. So to see, um, you know, where things have been able to go with our sport, with our game, uh, and the way that it's grown. I played in the mid-90s at Northwestern, so we're just outside of Chicago, about 12 miles north of, of the downtown, I guess you call it, city center. Center, uh, here and um, right on the shores of Lake Michigan. And uh, it's just a beautiful setting. A small school, private school uh, of about 8,000 undergraduate students. And so it's uh, it's just a fabulous place. Yeah, those numbers in an Irish context, by the way, are not small. But uh, but I, I do take the point in the U.S. context. What um, What is your remit then within that? It's, is it a... Is it re- recruitment? I don't even know. Is that quite the right word? But is it? Is it? It's everything essentially. Is it? Well, yeah. A best way maybe would be the CEO of the organization, right? Um, I obviously answer to uh, people within the university, but uh, yeah, I, I oversee uh, all of our operations when it comes to recruiting, player development, training. Uh, the coaching uh, uh, aspects of that, the tactics which we employ on the field, uh, I guess the pitch uh, here. I'm, I'm starting to learn a little. Yeah, 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 I'm getting it down. Uh, you know, and, and then obviously uh, from a standpoint of our of our, of our alums uh, and those that are generous and donate, uh, you know, financially and emotionally uh, to our program, uh, you know, being a steward and, 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 a, and a conduit to our program. So uh, it's all-encompassing. It's a lot. It, it, you know, it's not just what happens on the pitch. Mm. Those are only 12 days of the year. Uh, the, the other 350-plus days, there, there's a lot that goes into it. Um, and and uh, it, it's, it's never a dull moment. It, it, there are often comparisons made between the amateur aspect of the GEA here, yeah. for example, which I'm sure you've been discussing over the last couple of days, and, and college football in the US. But the dynamic is is very different in a lot of ways. I mean, it's about to get maybe very, very different in terms of the uh, salaried nature potentially of of, uh, of athletes. But just, well, we'll come to that in a second. But the, the scholarship aspect, and you've, is it 80 plus scholarships get dish, dished out? How do you manage that transient nature of students and keeping ahead of the fact that like how many students do you lose every year for example so you have 85 scholarship athletes and then we'll have 27 that come onto the team over five so basically you have five classes from freshmen to to basically seniors uh at the university and i I get a total of 127 for each year meaning not 127 times five this season coming up, I have 120, or excuse me, 112 total players. Okay. Okay. So uh, that that's that's who's in the arena playing, participating. Uh, it, you're you're exactly right. A major part of it is the recruiting, is the development and retention. Uh, but no matter what, you're going to have you know x amount of seniors move on to the National Football League. 
and an overwhelming majority across our sport, across every team, don't get that opportunity. They move on to life. Real life, yeah. Yeah, move on to life. So, um, you know, you're pretty much 25% of your roster turns over every year. So it's it's uh, it's how, that how recruiting that? aspect. How is hard that? is that? I mean, are you are you sitting down saying I'm I need X? Uh, is is it the same number of players in each position that you recruit back into every year, or does it depend on quality, or how do you manage that? Exactly, both. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, you you have numbers with the eighty five scholarships that you want to have, mm. uh, you know, by position and and where you want those those numbers set. So you look at what you're graduating and departing your program. You've hope you you've you've anticipated that, so you don't go from maybe losing three of one position. Now I need to go get three to be. You know, great players. You hope they are, but you hope you have older players that are ready to step into that role, and then just kind of that that cycle just continues as you move forward. Uh, the recruiting aspect is is a big part of it, um, and um, you know, especially with certain positions. You know, for us, everybody probably knows the names like Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Uh, the quarterback position in our game is so important uh, that that uh, it, it and you you usually only have five of those, and one's really important. That that's the guy who makes everything go so it's uh it's a very unique sport uh if you've had a chance to see it or watch it it's very integral but uh before we come over in august i hope everybody here in ireland you know just goes online and looks up football for dummies you know american football <laughs> and uh it'll be able to explain to you everything that's going on i'm a signed up member of that, that particular <laughs> channel what um the 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 pay for play conversation has been yeah that's definitely resonated over here what's your stance on that what are your thoughts yeah, well it's the same thing a little bit with with college athletics now in the, in the states uh, we're not directly paying as a university to the athletes but similar to the olympic model uh in the states where our name image and likeness uh you know our athletes were not able to make any revenue on that and now rules have changed that that they're able to do that so that's going to really change the, di- the dynamic it was just the scholarship uh in the past now they can get on top of the scholarship um, you know, really like any job, like any marketing um, deal, a, a, a partnership with a company for their name, image and likeness. So as we look at all these jerseys and, you know, our, our biggest benefactor, Pat Ryan, started Aon. And as we all know, in European soccer, Aon, I think it's Man U that they, they you'd see all over their jerseys. So, uh, you know, that's a big part of, of where things are going in the States. Uh, I have heard about what's going on here with the GAA. And, you know, if it goes to pay for play, it'll be a very different model. Yeah, it, it'll be a professional model. One of the big differences is that you're dealing with kids. Yeah, well, eighteen to twenty-two. Yeah, are, is our age group that I, yeah, I get. I, I, as in you, you know, you're automatically creating in some cases, in many cases, maybe millionaires, but certainly very wealthy young people uh, in society. How much in your role? I presume that is occupying a big part of your headspace in terms of how you would uh, potentially manage that situation in terms of, you know, uh, I don't know what what it would have been like for me at 18 if somebody had been saying, listen, you're, not, you're now suddenly getting half a million a year into your account. Right. So I'm trying to pre-manage that, I presume, is a big part of your... Well, education, yeah. you know, you know, fiscal responsibility and, and how to properly set a budget and, you know, how to go about running your day uh, and, and, and looking at a year and, and then thinking about how to invest that money. I mean, we would do a lot of education to make sure our guys are prepared. And then, you know, you hope that they're able to listen and, and, and follow that direction. Was it Bubba Cunningham from Carolina? This week he had said it's moving from university student dynamic to employer-employee. Yeah. That is a big old shift. Well, it will become much more similar to, to our professional football like the mm-hmm. NFL. I mean, it, it will be, um, 
it will be a very different dynamic. And, and there'll be some positives. There'll be negatives. There always is when you have this type of systemic change. We're, we're kind of in the middle right now. We, we were amateur, and the NFL is on the other side. We're somewhere in the middle. Hmm. Uh, they'll, they'll, there'll be definite change. We just don't know what exactly that's going to look like. But, um, you know, in our sport, we're regulated by a governing body. Here we have the GAA. And in Ireland, we have the NCAA in the United States. And, um, you know, that's been under fire. It's been under mm-hmm. fire through lawsuits. It's been under fire from federal government uh, in the United States. And so where that exactly goes, it's got two main forces really impacting it with the legal system in the United States and the federal government. So we'll see here. Over po- the next possibly week. under new management at some point. Do you foresee that or? Potentially, you know, you know, I've got enough problems, so I'll, I'll, I'll worry about my yeah, issues. That's fair, that's fair. Uh, but uh, you know, when you look at the big picture, it's definitely changing. Last one: Does it change the dynamic between the fans and the team? Is there? Does that? You mentioned the alumni earlier on. Does that connection just remain, or is there like more of a cynicism of well, this is suddenly not quite? Yeah, right. I mean, that's a big part of the discussion. You know, I think by the media in the United States, you know, most college teams are supported by their alums. And then regionally, where the where the university is located, again in the United States, college football. A lot of our schools at our level are big state. You know, we were talking about the rugby match tomorrow. You know, two countries, Wales and Ireland. Well, you know, the University of Illinois is our biggest rival. Mm-hmm. We're in Illinois, the state. They're in Central Illinois. We're in suburban Chicago. Uh, and, and so we're rivals, but at the end of the day, their fan base is more loyal to the central part of the state. Ours is more, you know, around and then our, because of the nature of our university, we have a worldwide draw of our student body. We're at, the, at, at Ohio State University, largest university in our conference, 65,000 students that attend, yeah. right? Their stadium's over 100,000. So, I mean, if you were to th- think about it this way, you know, we have 8,000 students, they have 65,000. Well, it's the context of your point about the 8,000. Well, correct. So when you really look at it, it's yeah. pretty unique. Uh, tell us then a little bit about it. I mentioned about the, the uh, uneducated aspects or near my end to, to college football and to, I think, a lot of people here. What, is this a home game now for you guys in August? What comes with a home game? Yeah, well, th- there's nothing better than the pageantry of college football in the United States. From the minute you wake up, you know, on, on game day, uh, you'll, you'll hear a lot about tailgating. Mm. And uh, it, it's basically, what is it? It's a party, you know. And, and uh, around the parking lots, around the stadiums, people actually pay to pretty much lease that spot hmm. and then throw a party around the, the, their trunk of their car. And so it's it's music, it's drink, it's food, it's family, it's friends. Uh, and it's all the pageantry that goes along with that uh, before the game, hours before the game. The, the parking lots in, in Evanston uh, outside of Ryan Field where we play, you know, uh, it's restricted, but it's four hours before kickoff, the party starts. Okay, and it right. starts there in the parking lots. And then, you know, probably similar to around the pubs, you know, you would maybe go from the pubs to Aviva Stadium and, and go, you know, go from uh, partying in the pub to then partying in the stadium and bands and, and, and parades. Uh, the team will show up and, and uh, you'll have, you know, the, if, depending on the time of the year and where you're playing, potentially fly over military planes. I mean, uh, it, it, it goes from the kickoff all the way to the end uh, that there's just uh, it's just a lively, passionate event. Uh, and, and especially when you're the road team, 
uh, you're typically in a very hostile environment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's something a lot about what you're saying that that really speaks to an Irish audience as well. I think in terms of that party aspect of it. So, uh, how much of what you're doing now this week is is recce, or is this mostly promotional, or is there some of this that you've got the little notebook out and you're like, okay, here's some stuff we can come back to? Yeah, well, a lot of it'll be promotional, but then also we're going to go over to the stadium and I'll get a I'll get a feel for you know sure. the logistics. Uh, my uh, a group of my team was already over uh, last month. Uh, you know, to see the stadium, how the locker room set up. So, you know, all those little tiny minute details uh, all go into the operation of, of, of game day for us. So, you know, getting a great feel, I'll go to the hotel and look and see the, the meeting rooms and how we'll go about it. I mean, we're going we're gonna to take 175 to 200 people in my organization, take them from Chicago and bring them here and try to execute that same energy, same passion, uh, same game day, uh, you know, when we come over and have the game and then bring a bunch of fans. Uh, Nebraska will bring a bunch of fans. If you think about it in context, uh, the University of Nebraska, no pro teams in the state of Nebraska. Right. So it's the, it's the, it is the premier university of the state. Uh, their, their, their stadium on game day, when it's full, is the third largest city in the state of Nebraska, wow. just inside the stadium. So their fans are passionate. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of purple and white. That's our school colors. Uh, we'll have a lot of purple and white. We'll have a lot from Chicago and throughout the United States. Uh, but I think the uh, the Irish fans in, in the country will, will get a firm grasp of, of Nebraska. Uh, and I've got great respect for them and for their fans. They, their fans are as loyal uh, as anybody you'll see. So it'll be a great challenge uh, for us, even though it's our home game. Uh, their, their fans will travel well. What I, I should have asked you earlier on in terms of your remit. Head coach is the title here in terms of the game you'll go into tomorrow head coach is very hands-on yeah. coaching the team oh, yeah. thing is it same, same yeah yourself? especially during uh tra- you call it training we call it practice very hands-on uh and then i i have on my staff one person that oversees our offense and one that oversees our defense yeah. Uh, and then the, the kicking game aspect, I have another person that oversees that. So then I manage those three. So all of our decisions are made collectively together. A few things I wanted to ask you about before we let you wait. You have a couple of former players involved in Super Bowl. I do. That's exciting. We have. To, I've, last year I started the season with 21 players in the National Football League. Wow. Uh, and now to have two former players that play for the L.A. Rams uh, that are a part of it. Uh, I, I went uh, pretty much... Uh, I, I think ten or twelve years uh, in a row of having one of my guys play in the Super Bowl, so it's uh, it's a spectacular experience for them. And then for the Rams, they're playing in SoFi, which is their home stadium, so it uh, it should be an interesting uh, game. I saw that you'd signed a ten year extension, I think, to your contract Northwestern not that long ago. But there have also been other links uh, to to uh, a couple of NFL teams. Have you been tempted by that? Yeah. That route as you might say yeah i'm very i'm very happy very thankful for where i'm at you know as a, as a former player and student at northwestern uh and being in chicago and my wife and i are at home and they've been incredibly supportive uh if you ever come to evanston and see our campus it's absolutely beautiful picturesque on the shores of lake michigan and most recently we they uh university committed a, a major uh facility upgrade and so the ryan field house which is our indoor training facility in wilson field along with the Walter Athletic Center, is state-of-the-art, $270 million that uh, 
that we spent to build this state-of-the-art training center right in the heart of our campus. It's not just for our football team. Uh, we also uh, you know, shared the facility with uh, our other teams, other athletes, male and female. And uh, we're uh, uh, in the uh, beginning stages of then redoing our stadium, Ryan Field, okay. uh, which will be done in the next uh, you know, handful of years. So a lot of exciting times. You're not going anywhere anytime soon. As I, I, would, saying, I right? would prefer to, to be there for as long as it'll allow yeah, me to be. Yeah, yeah. That, is, that is big bucks, big business. And uh, we're really looking forward to the game as well. College Football Ireland. Dot com is the place to go. General tickets on sale for March. Uh, hospitality packages available right now. I know you've got a packed schedule. Thanks, William, for coming in. Really good. Interesting to hear what your uh, your Kildare links and how all that has come about. And we're really looking forward to uh, the game in August as well. Coach, thanks, William, for coming in. I appreciate it. Thanks, thanks a lot. A lot. Pa- uh, Coach Pat Fitzgerald of Northwestern there. As I said, collegefootballireland.com is the place you need to get along for uh, tickets to that.